Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes, and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice. Welcome to the Collective Ship Podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm here with Head of Research Matt to discuss his latest member post diving into what 2023 will hold for the market. Hey Nick, good to be here and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about the year ahead or, or the, the 11 months left uh, in the year. We've started off strong in terms of prices, um, but looking forward to talking a bit today about some, some different themes that I covered in my recent uh, 2023 look ahead posts for members. Perfect. So uh, what was your key, key theme here for 2023 if you could pin just one? Yeah, it was hard to, uh, to pin just one to focus on today, um, but definitely I feel like in light of recent events even, um, I already had staking as my sort of theme or, or word for the year, um, and definitely in early February we've, we've probably seen that even pushed to the forefront even more in light of our recent regulatory events. Yeah, um, get into I suppose the different subcategories of staking that I, that I focused on. And we'll probably kick things off with restaking. So it's a new term, I think, that you'll start hearing a lot about in 2023. Probably the project that's pioneering this is called Eigenlayer. And yeah, essentially what restaking is, is, you know, there's the, the, the vision is for these, you know, protocols or apps to, to build on top of Eigenlayer. And, and Eigenlayer will essentially be this protocol that just taps into Ethereum security, so Ethereum being the layer one blockchain, Ethereum and security, probably not a good, <laughs> a good use of words there with uh, the SEC on, on, on the tracks there. But um, yeah, essentially Eigenlayer, it's really, I think, going to give stakers, so just say, you know, yourself or me is staking ETH, we're gonna have the option to opt into Eigenlayer's protocol, and we're gonna have the option to put use our staked ETH and essentially you know give it essentially hand it over to eigenlayer for lack of a better term for it then to be able to be used um, and leveraged to help bootstrap other other protocols and apps so yeah you've got the likes of the middleware sort of protocols essentially any app or protocol that has to go like to a lot of effort to bootstrap its network which is capital intensive Uh, the, the aim here is to be able to you know leverage ethereum's sort of like really like highly secure network. And I guess it will eventually, I think, untap a lot of innovation in the space because you'll re- dramatically reduce costs for your, for your Oracle networks, your indexing networks, even sequences. There's a lot of different use cases, bridges. Um, so yeah, big year ahead, I think, for restaking. So what, what state are Eigenlayer in at the moment? I know they're not tokenized, yeah. Do you have any updates on when they may launch like a mainnet or when they're going to... Yeah, so I think their first product is EigenDA, um, which is a data availability layer. And that's essentially like slated to go live towards the end of 2023 or the back half, the back half of this year. Um, and then over 2024, 2025, there'll be essentially different services built on top of uh, EigenLayer. And yeah, I think eventually they, they would tokenize 
uh, in time, but not this year, but for people participating, as we often see, uh, participating early, they are likely be eligible for an airdrop in years to come. Perfect. Uh, is there any other subsectors of the sort of staking economy that you're keeping an eye on? So we mentioned restaking. Mm. Uh, what about like uh, decentralized uh, e-staking or maybe liquid staking? Yeah, um, another big focus I think this year will be along on the decentralization of, um, I suppose, staking technologies like on Ethereum. So right now, the really the only way you can stake is just like through a single validator. Uh, so whether it's like staking as a service or, well, <laughs> using Kraken, which if you know in the US, um, or if you're a solo staker, all of these are through just individual validators, which you know, is a bit of a choke point or, or centralizing force on Ethereum, both from in terms of client diversity and then like even geographically, it's a bit of a sort of um, network health sort of issue. So I'm looking forward to these sort of new projects that are working on decentralizing, I guess, the staking infrastructure. So another sort of buzzword or, or word, I think you'll start hearing a lot. I think restaking was one. I think DBT will be the one that's relevant here. So that's just short for decentralized validator technology. And so sort of the two projects at the forefront here, probably SSV.network. And then similarly, another one in this space is Obal Labs or Obal Network, so O-B-O-L Network. Um, So they're just working on essentially a group of people around the world using different, you know, clients and whatnot will be able to all, I guess, participate and run a shared sort of, like validate a node and again that will like really help decentralize ethereum's staking infrastructure because it does cop a fair bit of criticism from other areas in the crypto space for being you know rather centralized with the likes of well yeah kraken up until a kraken coinbase even lido being like having quite a bit of the staked eth so with the likes of yeah SSV and then Obal Network, I think that's really going to help decentralize Ethereum this year. Cool. Maybe um, touching on Lido, and I think Rocket Pool's another one. Uh, how are you seeing, I guess, that space, um, which is also called like pooled staking? Mm. Yeah. So this pooled staking is a really yeah popular way of you know for people wanting to if they own ETH but they don't have thirty two ETH to run their own staking. Uh, their solo setup for people who maybe just have less than that and they want to earn sort of the staking rewards for helping secure Ethereum. Uh, they have the option of using the likes of Lido and, and Rocket Pool and Stakewise to, as you said, pool their stake. As another way, uh, another term it's often called is like liquid staking as well. But essentially it's this other mechanism of being able to stake. And I think they will really, again, be more heavily used this year in 2023, I think both because of just project development. So I know Rocket Pool is coming out soon with lowering their threshold from having to have 16 ETH. Now they're going to lower it to 8 ETH as their threshold. And Lido is just released V version 2 here in February. Um, and Stakewise is coming out. I think even Swell Network. So again, just more time for these projects to work on their on their technology. And then I think they'll also have a nice like sort of tailwind of this news that's just come out today actually of uh, a real crackdown on centralized exchanges offering staking sort of programs starting with um, Kraken. So I think it's going to be a big year for for those sort of tokens and I would expect 
I would expect them to outperform both ETH and the market overall. So there's different sort of like governance tokens just to clear that up. So if you use Lido, you put in ETH and you want to, you want to contribute your stake and, and you want to stake with Lido, you get back ST ETH. So that's like the liquid staking part of it because like, you can use that ST ETH in other areas. But um, I guess the, the, the tokens I'm talking about that will outperform the market are um, the governance, like the tokens that are native to Lido. So that's the LDO token. Rocket Pools is the, the ticker is RPL. Um, so their uh, stake wise is SWISE. So those sort of governance, as the protocols get bigger this year, which I strongly feel like they will, I feel like value will accrue to these underlying tokens because it'll be more important to have an input into mm. these protocols. Awesome. Yeah. So is there any other levels or area of focus you're keen for in 2023 outside of the staking area? Yeah. So some others I, I did touch on were, yeah, just NFTs in general, TLDR or summary. I think it will still be opportunities in the NFT space. Um, and then, yeah, I did, I did mention some other areas in terms of just blockchain architecture and whatnot. I still think there's a lot of work there to be done. Um, and then what about prices? I know everyone's probably thinking, well, what about prices? What's going to happen? Um, I think overall, my, like, my thought is Bitcoin will spend most of the year in between 20 and 30,000. I think it's going to be a pretty boring, boring year in terms of like the overall BTC and ETH prices. I think they'll mostly just like go up and down within a range for the whole year. And then I think 2024 is when we'll really start to gear up. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough year as well. Uh, we could see some sideways action, but I'm also kind of anticipating Bitcoin to maybe do a bit better considering it's one of the strongest, most decentralized uh, crypto asset out there. Mm. Uh, for more information on Matt's post, head to the Collectorship member platform or the link will be attached to the podcast. And if you're a member, you'll be able to comment and engage with Matt, uh, maybe had a question. So make sure to sign up and and ask your question down below yeah definitely come at me with uh, things you disagree with or, or agree with I'm happy I've already gone in the comments with some members so yeah it's always good fun in the community um, and then yeah also for anyone wanting to know more about what we do at Collective Shift uh, yeah do head over to the website collectiveshift.io we have just started um, a new a new feature where uh, you can you can book in 15 minutes with uh, our founder Ben who will uh go take you on a, a crypto strategy call. So for anyone wanting to know like, how to get exposure to crypto, what are some different ways that people typically like invest, um, Ben's there to sort of just walk you through your different options. Um, and that's, yeah, that's free to book. So for 15, 15 minutes. So head over to collectiveshift.io and uh, follow the prompts there. Uh, thanks for joining me, Matt. And I look forward to jumping on more podcasts to discuss more uh, Collective Shift content in the future. Likewise, looking forward to it, Nick. Oh,